0: Not too long ago, in fact, just a few days ago, it was a remarkable accomplishment, I think, one that probably went unnoticed but shouldn't have, Texas Credit Union uh, announced their 70th anniversary. There are just so many financial institutions in this state who have made it 70 years. There was a mighty purge in the 80s. I don't know, there may be another one to come. We'll see. David Frazier is president and CEO of Texas Credit Union who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank
1: you, David. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. You
0: know, I'm I, I am old enough, I remember the demise of every savings loan in the state of Texas and virtually all of the banks, it seemed like, which opened the door for all uh, what used to be a prohibited interstate banking. I mean, the system really changed.
1: Yeah, it absolutely did. And, you know, that just tells you how much banks can be susceptible to market conditions. And there need to be agile in those conditions and prepare for whatever may be, uh, and not just where we're at today, uh, but where we're going to be in the future or what could happen. And we're seeing all that play out again, right? With up 500 basis points and rates in two years and changing economic climates. And so, yeah, it's, it's always, you gotta remain agile and you have to have a business model that can survive a lot of different market conditions.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people alive today didn't think they'd see it, but, you know, earlier this year, I guess, we saw Silicon Valley Bank and a couple of other ones. You know, there was a run on the bank. You just don't see that very often. But the credit union's a different story. I mean, I guess it is anyway. I mean, you don't have to, you know, uh, you don't have to come out to Wall Street every three months and show your earnings reports and try to squeeze margins to, to do that. I mean, you're a not-for-profit.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, we are not for profit doesn't mean that we don't need to make a little bit of profit because we got to keep our capital ratios in check. So we we still have to run a safe and sound business model. But our value proposition is to really give back to our membership and not hoard those profits and distribute them back to either stockholders or partners or the board of directors or things like that. It's really just to help our members. And you you touched on something that I think is very accurate, not a lot of people take notice of, is we don't we are not at the whim of a quarterly earnings report. Yes, we have to have strong earnings over time, but if we decide to entrench for a couple of quarters of say we see storm clouds on the horizon, say, you know what, we, we really need to build that capital up for that rainy day. We can do that. Likewise, if we see some opportunities, we feel like we need to grow. In any certain aspect, we can spend more, maybe not have the earnings that we would normally have, maybe even go negative earnings for a little while in order to build the business model, to be able to give a good value proposition for our members and and to continue to grow and thrive.
0: Well, you know, 70 years ago when your your bank started, it was spelled differently. And I remember that, too. It was spelled T-E-X-I-N-S instead of T-E-X-A-N-S. And that's because the tex ends was Texas Instruments. I mean, this was really solely for employees of Texas Instruments, I guess Geophysical Services maybe even it was back then.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. Most credit unions were born to serve a particular group. And in Texans Credit Union's case, it was Texas Instruments. And 1953, 11 employees came together, pooled their money, filled out the paperwork, and started a credit union. And it was really viewed as an extension of Texas Instruments, almost like an employee assistance program sure. that was out there. And so really born from Texas Instruments. They're always near and dear to our heart. Uh, we we serve a lot of Texas Instruments members to this day. But now with the TEXANS in 1998, we opened up who is eligible to join the credit union. And so now we serve 15 counties uh, throughout Texas, 11 in the DFW market, two in the Houston market, and two in the Austin market. You're going to ask me why Houston and, and, and Austin? Well, you probably know that Texas Instruments used to have some plants out there, Absolutely. and so they were able to join as well. And so we have a, a little more reach than most credit unions, uh, but we still source members from, from both Houston and Austin.
0: But how do you compete? You you know, we, this is a, a world that has been taken over by J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo, and in super regionals, Comericas or a bb and or whatever they are, Truist comes in. How do you how do you stand out in a crowd like that? What's the distinction? Because they got a lot of money for marketing.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. And, and let's face it, all financial institutions we're we're selling a commodity, and that's basically money, right? So, you no know, credit unions look at it a little bit differently. Um, you, we touched on it a little bit already about how we're here to provide value back for our members, but the way we differentiate ourselves is is through our people and our our attitudes. We, you know, our brand is really developed around. You know, we want to walk the walk and talk the talk in a true Texan fashion. We do the right thing even if it's not the easy thing, we always try to be honest and fair and forthright with our membership. we believe in each other, we believe in collaboration, working together and helping Texans, uh, Texans helping Texans along the way, because we're really here for something bigger than wealth. We're here for the relationship and we're here to be a trusted partner for our members and build our community all at the same time. And the way we do that is through our people. I think that is our differentiation. I mean, we're we're not big enough to be on the leading edge of technology. We need all the technology sure. that JPMorgan Chase and the Bank of America had. We're more early adopters in that fashion, but it's really the care and compassion of our people that make us different from other financial institutions. But it's got to be
0: more capital intensive to do that. I mean, even before COVID, business from a lot of the financial institutions were being pushed over. You know, use your app. You don't need to come by the bank. Uh, You take a picture of the check and it can be deposited. You wire transfer funds. You don't, you know, and and to cut the cost of operations down. And ultimately give up some of those pricey ground floor locations with all the parking because you if people don't come in, you don't need it. They didn't really want people to come in. It seems like you're just the opposite.
1: Well, we still want people to come in, but we still have digital sources as well. And to be honest with you, it's I'm not I don't think digital is making it cheaper for us. It's actually making it more expensive because we're fighting the battle on two separate fronts now where it used to just all be in person. And the fact is, is that members' expectations are that we've got to be good at both because convenience is defined as what you want when you want it. And we we call that meeting the members where they are. And so if they want to come into the branch and do a transaction, they can. If they want to do it digitally, we are always working to improve that avenue as well. And and, and really, what we're talking about is the transactions at the branches are getting less. You know, we're getting less teller transactions. We're getting less deposits in the branch. Those are still being completed. Those are now being completed digitally more. But what we're seeing is when people want an interaction, when they need advice, when they need counsel, they're going to the branch to get that just as much as they are using chat on an app or a call.
0: Well, can, can you downsize your footprint in some of these locations now? I mean, does, does a Texas credit union that you opened today look exactly like it would have three years ago? Same square foot? Same land. No,
1: smaller square footage, uh, less space for transactions, more space for consultation. I mean, so smaller teller lines, but bigger offices to sit down and talk with people. And and branches are still important. You know, the the old adage that you know the branch is now dead. David Fraser and Texans Credit Union does not believe in that. We believe branches are important. Uh they promote confidence that you know we're a strong financial yeah. institution the dispersion of those branches they're not going to be on every corner like they used to be you can get them further out with further reach instead of being every you know 10 to 20 minutes now you can be 20 to 40 minutes apart but you still need a physical presence out there, and you, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. We haven't built a branch in a while, but uh, we are hoping to open a new branch in, in 2025.
0: So what do you look for in a location, then? Do you want to be near employment? Do you want to be near small businesses? Do you want to be near near neighborhoods?
1: Yeah, we, I call it the golden triangle. It's an old work shop or where you live. And I think the stronger of those two are really where you shop and live. Uh, because if it's a household, just because someone works next to it, doesn't mean both people in that household work. So we really look for new rooftops, new areas of growth, because that also looks for opportunities. Someone's going through a life change if they're moving into a new house. And so maybe they're moving across town. Maybe they're moving from out of state. And that is an opportunity for us because there's a higher propensity for someone to change financial institutions at that point.
0: Well, that takes let's face you-
1: it, it really is hard to to pry someone out of their current financial institution if they're being treated well.
0: So are you following the migration right up, you know, U.S. 75 or the tollway or north of Fort Worth toward Denton?
1: We, we are looking at all of those places. We recently done a study and we've identified a couple of places we want to, to look at and dig a little deeper and try and find the exact right location in there. And we will probably look at three or four places all at the same time in hopes of finding two places that we can get ready to really start to build. And that'll depend on how good that particular location is. But you're, you're absolutely right. We're, we're looking to see where people are moving to.
0: Well, it's it's quite a credit to uh, be around uh, seventy-one. Well, now seventy-one years going back to nineteen fifty-three. There have been a whole lot of uh, whole lot of purges along the way. David Frazier is the president and CEO of Texan's Credit Union. Maybe yeah, maybe that's the way to pronounce Texan's Credit Union instead of Texan's Credit Union like it used to be. It's good to have you with us, sir. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Good to be here.
0: Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio, today, KRLD.